Hello, and welcome to today's edition of the fight against COVID-19, what's really going on, a CGTN radio podcast that brings you everything you need to know about the COVID-19 pandemic. I'm Shane Bigham. In this edition, we'll look at the development of new COVID medicines manufactured by Chinese drug companies. China's conducted emergency reviews and granted conditional approval for two drugs for COVID-19 treatment. The National Medical Products Administration said two drugs granted conditional approval would be used for treating patients with mild to moderate symptoms. At present, China's approved five medicines for COVID treatment, with three of them locally developed. For more, Zhu Tianlu spoke with Professor Wu Zhiwei, director of the Center for Public Health Research at Nanjing University. It's been three years since the outbreak of COVID-19. People across the world have been bracing for the huge impact of the pandemic. But the research and development of COVID-19 medications have never stopped. At present, the 3CL protease inhibitors play a vital role in small molecule COVID-19 therapy and are considered the most promising in the industry. It's reported that SIM-0417, which is also called Shenosheng, has produced the first domestic antiviral drug targeting 3CL protease. So first, what is the 3CL? And what's the therapeutic effect of Shenosheng? Is it safe? 3CL is a, a viral coded uh, protein. Uh, basically, it's a protein. Uh, it's very critical for the virus life cycle because when the virus translates its uh, uh, genetic information into a protein, uh, initially there is a, a protein called proprotein produced. Mm-hmm. This proprotein has to be cleaved by this 3C to have a, a, a vital infectious virus particle. So. 3C plays a very critical role in terms of making the virus infectious. So if you're blocking the 3C, then basically the virus will not form into an infectious particle. So that's why the current drugs, like in the SIM0417, it's targeting this 3C. It's a very critical element in the virus life cycle. Mm-hmm. Well, from the perspective of the clinical study, Shenosheng is so far the first clinical study in the world to carry out in the Chinese patient population infected with Omicron. And its phase 3 clinical trial has proved that the drug is effective and safe for patients with mild to moderate symptoms. Does this mean that Shenosheng is more targeted to the dominant virus which is circulating domestically? Well, uh, basically... Um the uh, 3C protease is a highly conserved protein. So uh, if you look at the different virus variants, they are basically the same highly conserved 3C. So uh, the uh, same 0417 drug is not only targeting uh, the virus circulating in China. Basically, this drug will be effective against the, uh, basically all the virus, the COVID-19 virus circulating in the world. So the reason why the um, same 0417 uh, tested in China, because this is a Chinese company developed the drug. The second is that even uh, Paxlovid, which actually is targeting the same 3C protease, but Paxlovid has never been tested in the Chinese population. Mm-hmm. Because for the drug, even against the virus target, different population may have uh, different toxicity profile may have a different efficacy profile. So that's why the same 0417 is very, very important because this is the, the first drug uh, testing in a large scale through 
uh, phase three clinical trial. So the good news is that uh, so far, if you look at the drug's therapeutic effect and adverse effect, it's uh, very safe and also very effective in blocking the virus. Mm-hmm. Fan Jia, academician of the Chinese Academy of Sciences, who is the lead expert on the Shenoshin clinical trial, said the pill can effectively shorten the cause of COVID-19 and has a significant effect on people at high risk of severe disease. So what are the advantages of Shenoshin over Pfizer's Paxlovid? Well, um, both drugs are targeting the same viral target, uh, 3C arrow, as just mentioned. Mm-hmm. Uh, but there are some uh, differences in terms of the um, the effectiveness and how uh, you can use the drug in different populations, such as the Paxlovid actually is suggested to be used in adults over the age of 18 years old. And also it has an additional requirement that you know, it requires the person at least 40 kilograms in body weight. The other thing is that um, the Paxlovid is uh, uh, recommended to be used for mild to medium uh, symptoms, but with certain potential to develop severe cases. So this is the same in terms of the application SIM zero four seventeen does not have the body weight uh, requirement, so this is uh, kind of uh, slightly different in terms of uh, how you are going to use it in the population. Uh, the other thing I think uh, there is a critical difference is that Paxlovid uh, has uh, shown to have interactions with other drugs which are utilized in many of the uh, uh, vascular. Uh, uh, diseases and other medicine which actually are highly uh, utilized in the elderly population. So when you utilize the tax lobby, you have to be very careful, consult your physician to be safe without severe drug interactions. For the same 0417, seem to be that based on the available information, seem to be that not as concerning as tax lobby, but although we probably have to wait to see whether uh, this drug also has some interactions with other medicines. So in terms of all those medical benefits, I think the, the large, the most important difference, advantage of SIM-0417 is that it definitely will be a lower cost because it's domestically produced, domestically developed. So it will be tremendous difference. Paxlovid is extremely expensive. Mm-hmm. Well, another drug, VV116, has also attracted a lot of attention. The results of Phase 3 study of VV116 versus Paxlovid, published in the New England Journal of Medicine, suggest that the treatment had fewer side effects than Paxlovid. The pill was also less likely than Paxlovid to cause unexpected side effects due to reactions with other medications, such as those for insomnia and high blood pressure. So what is the mechanism of action of this drug and how's its curative effect in practice? VV116 is different from Paxlovid and different from SIM0417. This is basically a nucleoside triphosphate. We are bound to a very critical enzyme, which is utilized for replicating the virus. The enzyme is called RNA-dependent RNA polymerase. When the virus replicates, it requires it utilizes this enzyme to make a new copy of the, its genomic material. So VB one one six binds to uh, the enzyme the active sites. So basically, blocking the 
be replicating processes. So it's quite different from what we just mentioned, the same 0417 and the PEX lobby. Mm-hmm. In the phase three clinical trial, DB116 was compelled with PEX lobby head to head. So uh, this is a very interesting study because uh, that would give you a parallel information, uh, you know, its effectiveness and its uh, adverse effect. So clearly, based on the New England Journal of Medicine analysis, VB116 has a lot of fewer uh, side effects, and uh, particularly in terms of a drug-drug interaction. So it's, I mean, to me, it's expected because... Uh, DV116 has a completely different action mechanisms uh, from the Paxlovid. So it's a, it's a good news in terms of how you are going to utilize the drug. Apparently, DV116 should have a much larger you know, patient population and you can broadly apply it to various different patients. Yes, indeed. As domestically developed oral COVID pills, these two drugs are reportedly as effective as and much cheaper than Pfizer's Paxlovid. Some experts believe these two drugs will play an important role in the epidemic prevention and treatment system in China as more choices for clinical treatment of COVID-19 are provided. So what's your understanding of this? Well, I, I think I absolutely agree with this because it's uh, very very critical that once we open up the society, once we stop drop the nuclear acid testing and uh, come back into normal social, economical, and cultural life, then what actually uh, becoming extremely important is that uh, as we saw in the first wave of the Omicron, which we experienced the end of last year and early this year, that a lot of elderly people became infected. And those elderly people are highly susceptible to the virus. They tend to develop severe cases and hospitalization. So the medicine is, is the last approach to save their life, to cure the, the, the diseases, and to basically give people confidence that uh, you do have the last result to, to deal with the disease. So I think once we domestically produce those medicines, we then base, uh, could make the, uh, the healthcare system um, to deal with a larger number of births uh, in terms of the new infections. Okay, so last question. Is there any possibility that more drugs for coronavirus get developed in the future? I'm pretty sure that uh, uh, more drugs will coming out. Uh, globally, there are more than 40 different drugs against COVID-19 on the development and the various different clinical stage. Domestically, uh, I'm aware that uh, three more drugs are, will be soon uh, finished the office, three clinical trial, and probably if they meet their endpoints, meet their uh, design um, uh, goals, they probably will go to so-called NDA, applying for a new drug status for approval. So uh, it's definitely good news for patients, for the society, because that would bring down the, the drug cost and make the drug more widely available, particularly in the rural area, which actually is one of the major concerns once we open up the society, then they should have all the available therapeutic tools ready to deal with and a potential surge. That was Professor Wu Jirwei, director of the Center for Public Health Research at Nanjing University. 
the head of the World Health Organization, says COVID-19 remains a global health emergency, but is reaching an inflection point. The WHO expects to declare the health emergency over by the end of the year as the world moves to treat COVID as endemic. But that has implications for how countries prepare for the next pandemic, as the International Red Cross warns that most aren't prepared for one. Owen Faircloth has more. Nearly three years since it declared COVID-19 a pandemic, the World Health Organization isn't quite ready to draw a line under it. COVID-19 remains a global health emergency, and I agree. As we enter the fourth year of the pandemic, there is no doubt we're in a far better situation now than we, have, we were a year ago. The WHO's Director General speaking after the latest meeting of its emergency committee to assess the coronavirus. Many countries have already moved on from the pandemic. US President Joe Biden making his assessment as far back as last September. Is the pandemic over? The pandemic is over. We still have a problem with COVID. And a pretty big one for the WHO. Since the beginning of December, weekly reported deaths have been rising. In the past eight weeks, more than 170,000 people have lost their lives to COVID-19. COVID-19 has claimed some 6.8 million lives globally. But with 81% of the US population having received at least one dose of a vaccine, health leaders are now considering recommending an annual COVID booster similar to the flu shot. And yet some are skeptical about trying to target just one COVID strain each fall while others want more data on the benefits of annual doses for younger, healthier people. That was Owen Faircloth reporting in Washington. With that, we end this episode of the fight against COVID-19, What's Really Going On? Subscribe to our podcast for another episode filled with facts, stories, and opinions concerning the global battle against the novel coronavirus. For more detailed stories about the pandemic, visit radio.cgtn.com or listen to our current affairs program, The Beijing Hour, online. Drop us a line on our podcast so we can provide you with even more content that interests you. I'm Shane Bigham. Thanks for listening.